Hello everyone, Adam here from 3 Count Radio and today we have the owner of Hammerlock Wrestling, Mr. Billy Wood. I return after 10 long years. How are you doing my friend? I'm good Adam, how are you? I am fantastic, thank you. Fantastic. Well, big day ahead and I can't think of a better way to start another podcast. There you go, well exactly, I've, I've got my cup of tea. Oh, which, uh, which I'm sorry I made you wait an extra minute for. Um, oh, and, nice. yeah. <laughs> and, I've uh, finished my coffee. I say a quim mug. <laughs> I finished my coffee. Trust me, it's needed. Yeah, totally. But no, yeah, I think um, it's thank you for um, for reaching out and inviting me on. Of course, uh, it's nice to to, to, to chat to, to to people that really care about the British scene, and um, I'm looking forward to diving deep and. Giving a real honest and open kind of interview view about Hamelock and and where we want to take it. Of course, yeah. That, I've both. I, I I wouldn't have cross. Won't have a podcast if you don't. But uh, I think pro wrestling is very different to vast majority of the media. You're going to find out there in terms of drama, in terms of yeah, anywhere it can take you. I would watched a show on the weekend the Saturday that's gone RWF and it's just different it's a mm. different type of like, it takes on a completely different journey than say football or something like that it's yeah I agree amazing absolutely amazing but um yeah you've had established in 1993 I believe um I'm about, you've had 10 years away yeah so just give you a little bit of history um so Long story short, obviously, Hamlock was started, um, and obviously, and and the founder and, and driving force behind Hamlock was was a was a gentleman named Andre Baker. Now, um, Andre is synonymous with I, I think, and 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 many others do too. Is he was synonymous with kind of changing the, the mindset of, of British wrestling in in the nineties, in the sense of. Um, Kind of giving people their opportunities and their chances. Like Hamlet Wrestling Scores, he has produced unreal talent, and, and obviously we can talk about that. But he he was the guy that really kind of lifted up the curtain a little bit and kind of showed people that they could become a pro wrestler. And uh, and I thought like, I remember myself in '97, '98, me and my friend Graham Hopgood, uh, and we actually started attending Hamlock training sessions in Kent. And it all naturally, as as you can imagine, any yeah. any teenager in wrestling business or, or in wrestling kind of fandom, reading Power Slam magazine, it was always there. You used to see an article in the back saying, "Do you want to become a professional wrestler?" And yeah. um, we went along, and I, I met some some names that I've ended up working with over the years uh, outside of the the Hammerlock name. Um, but yeah, it was Hammerlock has always lived with me in the sense that it had that had that feeling that it was kind of the the main place to be in 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 the uk scene obviously as as the latter years kind of kicked in fwa or um, ipw when it, when it when it originally started and and what have you kind of then started leading the way but hammerlock the name and the history is is without a doubt one of the most synonymous things and the things we always talked about all my shows in kent whether that and we'll talk about my history but whenever we would be in Kent we would always talk about Hammerlock wrestling um and I'll, I'll go through some of those names shortly who we talk with but it was always something that always brought me back to why I did I do what I do why I did what I did 
um, and why I want to bring the brand back and why I have brought the brand back. Yeah, I mean, Clash has been a very different, um, very different feel altogether running and owning a promotion because man, it's done out of pure passion. Mm. Yeah, uh, look, I'll, I'll give you a bit of insight into myself. People will be either happy I'm back or or not, and and, and that's gonna that's down to interpretation. Um, I originally started promoting in two thousand and eight. Actually, I started okay. promoting the show, my first show being in two thousand nine, with Stu Allen, um, Extreme World Wrestling, which people know is based down in Hastings now, mm-hmm. but was based in Whitney in Oxfordshire. Um, that's EWW, and and Stu, me and Stu and for anyone to go and check out his, his podcast because there's a real good one that we did a few years back where we kind of reminisced about the times and the thing that Stu taught me he taught me some real harsh lessons in the professional wrestling business um, from his standpoint of view and and got me in good stead to be a bit more tough skinned because it is a tough yeah. business it mm-hmm. is if you want to be rich don't become a wrestling promoter it's as simple as that there's not yeah. many that have have made a living out of it but when we did EWW, we always we, we we ran in Herne Bay, we ran Warrington, we ran all around the country, and um, did all right. We did all right actually. We um, had some very successful shows. We had a couple of bad ones, as, as any promotion does, mm-hmm. but we we did well. And in 2011, 12, Stu would be able to correct me. I decided to to kind of step away because one, I think our our philosophies are what we saw as what professional wrestling on the UK scene could be and should be were different. Um, Stu is all about big characters and, you know, and, and then that's his thing, big, large enough characters. And, and, it, and it's worked incredibly well for WW. And I kind of was going down a very similar route to what progress became and, mm-hmm. and, and obviously Rev Pro and, and, and that's our, that's the kind of style and, and movement that happened and, and kind of boomed. And we were going at different angles, so we decided to kind of call it quits. At the same time, uh, as many will know, that I was a music agent for 15 years as well, quite a prominent agent. And one of my clients actually had a number one hit at the time and went platinum. And I was really too busy to to, to really do wrestling events because I, my, my music agency career was, was blossoming and I was spending more time out of the country than I was in. Mm-hmm. So I kind of left left the scene and kind of put just kind of put my my wrestling promoting days to the back of my mind then still was in touch with all the guys and 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 kept abreast with what was going on but wasn't really involved and it wasn't until end of 2014 when I won't mention the names because sadly many many years later uh, a lot of people were caught up in speaking out which of course I'm glad they did get caught because ultimately any wrongdoing should be should be spoken out, mm-hmm. especially in that in that context. I get people make mistakes in life, but that's not a mistake, yeah. and, um, and and I would never condone that. But met with two gentlemen, and they were telling me all about progress wrestling, and I should get back into professional wrestling. I should be promoted again, and it's a great time to do it. So, in 2015, we launched Fight Nation. Um, and actually become the NWA affiliate for the UK. Yeah. Synonymously, actually, and Hammerlock was NWA UK back in the day, uh, which was kind of something that I kind of 
gravitated to the NWA name and, and, and the NWA feel. So we become NWA Fight Nation. And um, yeah, we, we, we had a good run up to 2017, really built well. Every show we did grew. We were getting three to 400 people watching most shows. The On Demand was building. It was, it was a nice time of growth. Um, but then an opportunity came up, Adam, where I purchased IPW. Okay. Another name I don't want to really bring up. Um, the owner at that time is another guy that's been very much listed as someone who no one yeah. was well even before the big speaking out thing and um and i doubt anyone really wants to speak to him regardless of the amount of times he tries to come back to this day uh so yeah well, i won't give him his name the, the broadcasting that deserves because i just won't do that but i purchased ipw in 2017 and we had a great run we were getting big 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 shows doing good numbers online was growing to a a great number in the sense of our, our pivot share was just growing non-stop uh our we would do monthly shows in milton Keynes, as long as our bigger shows in kent mason let's just become one of our hotbeds for that and it built nicely but what the truth was it wasn't sustainable based on on two things one i think the scene changed a lot in 2017 18 mm-hmm. 18 predominantly with, with nxt uk and you can never Regards of it coming to an end now, you can never knock that. It gave so many talents the opportunity to learn more, grow more, become more established on a, on a, on a wider scale. Some obviously have gone on to, onto the US, some that yeah. were very prominent with, with, you know, with, with my promotion, you know, for example, Pretty Deadly with, 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 mm-hmm. with Sam and Louie, obviously under different names now, but... Yeah. Guys, uh, yeah, guys that I'm so proud of that they've gone on. So I'd never be upset because that change of wind changed things. For me, I, I found it hard to alleviate talent quickly because we lost a lot of our top end talent through WWE, NXT UK, and also AEW. You know, Kip Sabian was a massive part of yeah. of what I was doing at IPW, and to lose Kip was probably bigger in some senses than most of the NXT UK guys. And but once again, you can never sit there and go, oh no, you know, these guys can't have the opportunities because it's gonna ruin what I'm building. Because ultimately we couldn't afford to give them contracts. We couldn't afford to keep them afloat. But what we did was, and rightly, actually wrongly I should say, with all the the strife and trouble, I tried to go big or go home and went too big and um Effectively, the finances didn't make sense, and I had to had to pull away. And it was hard and very humbling because at the same time I was um, going through a a personal marital issue, let's just say, um, partnering partnering part parting away with 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 my with my wife. Um, obviously, I have kids with. And it was it was all a bit too much for me, and um, I decided that I needed to focus on myself and get myself better. Um, and 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 I let people down by doing it, Adam, because I built something. I tried to make it work. It didn't work, and um, and with that, um, I let people down. And some of it I've probably re- I, well, most of it I hope I've rectified. Some of it I might not have, and I'm happy for anyone to ever reach out to me. I'm a very open guy. And, and come to drop me a DM or drop me a Facebook message or 
send me a whatever. Any, I'm, I'm not hard to get hold of. And um, I'd like to anyone that ever felt let down, I'm, I'm here. I'm not, I'm not running. Uh, but it was a hard time for me. And, um, but it was humbling. And I think it, it taught me a lot. And it taught me that timing is everything and um, get your ducks in a row and, and, and do things the right way. And, and that's what I've done. Um, and, and kind of focused on with regards to pushing this, this, this new kind of situation with Hammerlock. Yeah. Well, I went on a bit of a roll then. So oh, sorry about that. <laughs> don't worry. You're the guest. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm either the host, but it's always about the guest. No problem. I mean, for those of those, for those of us who aren't familiar, they've got a base history. No problem at all. But it's it's one of them. Um, I'm sorry you've you've gone through what you've gone through. Truly am. Um, if this year's taught me anything at all, it's not been amazing. This year's been terrible, pretty much. Um, it's that no matter what you come first and you will do anything sod what anyone else thinks think of you right and if you've gone through if you've made the effort to try and do something make mistakes along the way you made the effort yeah and i think you're right there in the sense that like for example my biggest learning curve was actually to and and some of my closest will, will always attest to this i trusting enough people around me to get the job done to a level, meaning that I try and do everything, which means that I don't get stuff done. So it's not going to get done and it's not going to be to the level because I'm like, well, I do that because I'm, I, if I'm the only one who can do that or, well, I'm going to work out what this is, or I'm going to get this done here, or I'm going to post the merchandise or, and then I wouldn't do things and I would let people down. And it was, it was humbling because IPW in 2017-18, we were we ran forty odd shows, maybe even more. We were running every every month in Milton Keynes. Plus, we were doing the Tuesdays in in Manchester, with, with massive help from the guys that that still run that now, and and doing doing amazing in, in that sense. Um, we we run our regular big shows in Kent. We were trying to branch out to other areas, East Sussex, Sussex, and and what have you. We were we grew maybe maybe too ambitious too quick but at that point the numbers showed that we could do it and then suddenly it couldn't anymore and then you go oh but I've committed what am I going to do and mm -hmm. you end up chasing your towel and you and you, you throw good money on top of bad and it, it's, it's not worth it but it taught me massively massively that if it's not working admit it put your hands up and go it's not working uh, if a show's not selling, the biggest thing is, well, you can't cancel shows because if you cancel a show, um, you're going to ruin ruin it all or buy his interest or whatever. Okay, so you don't cancel a show. You run a show and you lose thousands and thousands of pounds. Who are you actually benefiting? No one. Because mm. that wouldn't happen. If someone put a tour, a music artist put a tour on and they were doing London, Mer Manchester, Birmingham, C Cambridge, Oxford, and let's just say... Cardiff and on that tour they were trying to sell 800 tickets to a London venue and they sold 150 tickets more than likely the room is going to get moved room wise mm -hmm. same the other way around if they sold out they try and go bigger 
it probably gets scaled down to a smaller venue, which means less money for the artist because they're not earning the money that it would in an 800 cap room or it get cancelled or rescheduled. So whilst I understand the wrestling business is different, I think the biggest thing I learned is perspective and growth and time and expectations. So with Hammerlock, the expectations are not that we're going to sell a thousand tickets to our return show, but we want to organically grow it and take our time, put on a fantastic card that we can show what we're about. Very similar to what I did with Fight Nation from the early days. I did a show in London that sold 40 tickets. 40 Mm -hmm. tickets. I'm going to make that clear. 40 (laughs) tickets. It was embarrassing, right? But we sold 40 tickets, but we did it for content purposes and we grew and grew and grew. With Hammerlock, look, if we sold 40 tickets, it, it would be financially unfeasible but we're being limited to go okay well if we hit this number we can do x if we can then grow and do x we'll do x but we're not gonna suddenly have every single import from around the world and and what have you it's it's going to be a slow steady build where people can see our growth not saying we're gonna have a show every six months it will be closer but it'll be a steady growth in, in rooms that we can contain to the numbers that we believe we can get and just grow it nicely and organically and, and build it. So that, that's where we're at our head wise for sure. Yeah. I think it's a good place to be. I think it's a good mindset to be in, um, build it steady, expect that steady growth instead of everything at once. Mm. Right. We build we, we build as characters. We build through we we build ourselves through what we go through. We're never the we're never the same person after we've gone through something heavy like that. Yeah. We always learn at least one little one little trinket from our experiences in the past. So what you've learned, you'll now apply, mm. and hopefully you'll go better and better and better. Thank um, you. I can imagine. You won't just sell 40 tickets of hammer. No, I hope not. The card <laughs> I had a look looks absolutely stacked. Thank you. Not a problem at all. I was looking through last night. I was on I was like, I've really looked through the the, uh, the cards tied off with a little last minute glance. I was like, this is this is impressive. All right, there's some big stars there. So yeah, like Well, what we've done is just to give you an idea of the of the Hamlock brand and and, and where we're going with it. We, um, we're not trying to be super cool. Um, we're, I believe professional wrestling can be uh, presented in a way that can be about the bout. It can be a bit more about what happens inside the ring, the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not looking to just put on shows that, that we put on match, we throw matches together for, for, just for for internet pops that's not what we're looking to do and um, we've separated things into heavyweight junior heavyweight women's and open weight tag for mm-hmm. now um we we hope to grow the women's side of things to have different weight classes in the women's too that's mm-hmm. where we want to get to and we've gone for presentation is everything in a sense of okay what makes us different because there's some there's many many different promotions out there there's lots of lots of lots of talent um, lots of cards do look very similar, but what can we do to be a little bit different? So we've looked at it and gone, right, we want big guys fighting big guys. We want yeah. medium-sized guys fighting medium-sized guys. We want some of the exciting tag talent 
that might not have been seen on the bigger stage to be presented um, on the Hammerlock shows. We we just gone for that realism factor. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a David versus Goliath, uh, a little guy versus a big guy. It's fun. But we don't want to present that. We want to present this is our heavyweight division and this is what the heavyweight division represents and, and what it's about. And these are our juniors and these juniors might be the more, more they might be more eye-catching to you, um, more so than heavyweights. And a junior heavyweight match can headline a card just as much as a women's can, just as much as a tag can. Very similar to in boxing, it's not always the biggest weight division that will headline. It depends on the card, right? So on this card, we feel that Charles Samuels versus Doug Williams in a heavyweight contest is, is main event worthy. So it'll be the main event. But down the line, Callum Newman versus someone in a junior heavyweight division could, without a doubt, headline the show. Or Zaya Brookside uh, versus any other female wrestler that we believe the level that will sell tickets to be main event could be in a main event. And I think that's the... That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, there'd be narrative and, and everything will be molded together so you can go show to show and be invested in the product. Yeah. But we want you invested in the match. And I think that's the the biggest selling point we're going to do on our presentation of Hamlock coming back is really invest in the match. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wrestling, that, that, the beauty of the wrestling is like you can make it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You, it doesn't. It doesn't just have to be this person's beating at this person. Yeah. Okay. It can. You can do whatever story, whatever path you want to take. Do it. it. It's it. It's what caters. It's what you believe will work, and that's the beauty of it. It doesn't necessarily have to be one linear thing. Totally. And and that, you know, going back to the IPW days we catered for the audiences that we went to. So yeah. IBW Tuesday Night Graps came off the back of Lucha Forever and rest in peace, obviously, to Ryan Smile. Who, like, still got it to this day. This, that guy's not with us, but mm. we went from, we took over Lucha Forever. We, we saved that show. And, and this is, this is, this is sometimes where people forget have a really short term memory, right? Is that whilst, benefited from running Tuesday night graps going forward. I went out of my way financially to support that show when Lucha Forever couldn't to make sure that the guys that brought tickets, so the supporters that brought tickets to that show still got to see a show. I didn't benefit from ticket money. The ticket money was gone, but I still paid the talent to perform at that show and deliver that show. Uh, for the betterment, I thought at the time, the betterment of, of, of the British scene. So when people are having hard times, I think sometimes people got to look at the, the good that people try and try and do as well. Um, and, and for example, just going back to my point with, like, with Tuesday Night Gramps, that was more turn up, anything can happen, crazy, crazy, fun, fun, fun. Like, you know, have fun, enjoy it. Wrestling with a bit of a comedy twist. And, and that, and that worked. And, and, uh, the talent that went into those shows and delivered those shows, delivered them perfectly. Maidstone, IPW, was very much a big match feel. It was the big shows, the the 
pay-per-views let's just say kind of the and and that was that ipw in milton Keynes when we run our our midweek shows every every first wednesday of the month would be a big star in a small venue and you know will osprey versus pete dunn in a warehouse where you could only fit 170 people in and or silly stuff like james ellsworth coming over or for example when we had Nick Aldis defend the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. We we did those moments in that room to carry on building a narrative towards the bigger shows and build content because we were building onto a, we were becoming a, a, a content leader, let's just say, at that time. And everything that we did was to cater for the audience. So I totally agree with that. I agree that wrestling is subjective. Mm-hmm. Some are gonna love it, some are gonna hate it. I think Hammerlock will give people a bit of the old school feel. I think um, the biggest comparisons I'm getting at the moment, which are obvious, is NWA. I'm getting mm-hmm. a, lot of those, a lot of those comparisons. And and I agree with that because probably that's going to be our closest sister promotion in the sense of, of, of what we're trying to do. When you think about the some of the three of the biggest letters that aren't WWE in professional wrestling, yeah. You think NWA. NWA is rooted in professional wrestling history. No matter what, no matter where you think of it, Dusty Rhodes, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Some of the biggest names in the history of what we do. I say we as if, say we. <laughs> we all are. Yeah. Part of it. <laughs> you aren't podcasting or people aren't buying tickets or people aren't turning up for shows. or There is no wrestling. So, yeah. so, and this is the thing, I'm taking another risk going in, but because I believe in, in, in this product, that's the only reason I'm doing this is not because I want to play wrestling promoter. I've, done, I've, I've promoted over a hundred shows. I don't need to, to promote for the sake of promoting. Doesn't mm. really interest me, but I see an angle and I see an idea and a philosophy. And I think the NWA thing, Gary Steele, Hammerlock, right? Going back to end, Gary Steele being NWA World's Heavyweight Champion when I was younger, was I was buzzing about that, right? Yeah. Absolutely buzzing. Um, because <laughs> I, I, it's the NWA, it's, it's, it's the NWA World's Champion. Look, anyone who pretends they don't love wrestling or you're in wrestling, they don't get it, right? They just don't get it. So I remember that. I actually, little story, the in 2016, it might have been 15, 16. I actually had all the NWA belts recommissioned uh, by Lever Rebels. So I actually had the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship at my house for about three months before it got shipped off to Texas. So <laughs> I, my, my affiliation and love for the NWA is quite deep. And, and to be able to bring Hamlet back, that was so important to the NWA's licensee promotion ideas and, and, and philosophy across those time. It, it means a lot to me and and I've not just brought it back off my own back I've not just gone well I'm just going to bring Hamlock back and whoever doesn't like it doesn't like it mm-hmm. I went to Andre's family I spoke to I spoke to a member of Andre's family I explained what we're going to do and how we want to do it and um and got the blessing from the family so it's something that I wouldn't have done this without that I would never have brought this back without the blessing and to see the reaction to people seeing it back has, has, has made me understand that this is the right decision it's going to be tough it's going to be a ride 
there's, there's going to be some some bumps. There's going to be <laughs> some, oh, why are we not selling tickets for this event? Or, oh, the, the ring size haven't gone yet. You know, there's going to be that. But there's committed, I'm committed, Adam, long-term to this. And and um, also I'm, I'm committed long-term, not just to, to, to building the Hamlock brand, but committing to righting some wrongs because there has been some wrongs along the way. As I said, it's, it's through pure passion. Uh, for the very, very, very vast majority, if not all of professional wrestling, in my opinion, is and should be through pure passion. It's, it's, as, we, as you said, like, you're not going to get millions. I, uh, I, ah. We both know that. We're both experienced enough. We're, we're, we're not naive in this. So we, we know ah. you're not going to make millions, but it's through pure ah. and utter passion. I'll give you a real open, I'll give you a real high and a real low, okay? So some shows, and I don't mind being open about this, some of my IPW shows, and, for, and even a Fight Nation show I did in Eastbourne with Jay Lethal at the time, made thousands of pounds, right? You know, there was one, I think it must have been Undisputed 1 or Undisputed 2 we did in, in it might have been either Rochester Casino Rooms or it might have actually been at Mainstone. One of those shows made... Um, a gross gate of £14,000, right? A lot of money. Spent a lot of money as well on production because mm-hmm. I, as everyone knew back then, I was a stickler for it has to look good, has to look right. Um, it won't be so razzmatazz with Hamlock because that's not the look we're going for. But I did go for that at the time. Um, but made profit. Great. Pays for this and that and the other. I did one show because I committed to um, Noah and foresaw my, my 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 arrangement out with Noah, and I brought over talent for a small show in Milton Keynes with our junior heavyweight championship mat- tournament, and lost thousands of pounds there. Lost thousands of pounds. Um, and then, actually, two months later, on the provides from an American promoter, who I, I'm not knocking at all because actually he's a nice guy, but really believed that a show over there would sell great at WrestleMania weekend. We went there and sold fuck all tickets because it wasn't promoted locally. And the venue cost me £3,000 alone, right? So so losses, making mistakes can be huge, right? It can be huge. So I don't envy any wrestling promoters. I don't envy myself because every risk we take, but it's not just wrestling promoters, it's music promoters, it's, it's event organizers, it's building owners it, like, we all do stuff and 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 try to achieve and make mistakes and then sometimes we make big yates and i think sometimes the mistakes can be like really pushed like it's an issue but but yeah it's done it's, it's, if you can't do if you've if not got pure passion for this then you can't do this you have to have that passion yeah yeah so you're going in half hours straight away if you don't have that pure passion you're going in half hours and Best, the very, in my opinion, best damn thing about professional wrestling in the, in the British independent professional wrestling is that you don't need that glamour and the razz and all of that. I've seen, I've watched a wrestling show at the university campus of a bar with uni students walking in and not having a goddamn clue what's going on. Yeah. And I watched the... I watched Ivy win a match against Lucia Lee at Catch. Okay. Catch once again. 
another guy, um, obviously not a part of the promotion anymore, but mm -hmm. a guy that I really, Ben, I, I really helped um, get a foot in the door with, with regards to pro wrestling. So it, it, you've, got, you've got to, like, you're right, it's about the feeling. And he had his own vision yeah. for what he wanted with pro wrestling and did it with Catch with his friends. And you look at that and you go, okay, cool. You guys, you guys went and achieved something. That's amazing. And I think that's the thing. Some will, some won't. Some will have long-term success and be around for 10 years. Some will expire within a year or two because that's life. Yeah. Like some businesses last for 30 years. Some businesses last for two. Some mm. businesses, that's just light. Some wrestling promotions like Eve, Dan Reed has absolutely nailed his market with Eve. Nailed it, right? And Dan will go on as long as Dan wants to go on because Dan's smart and understands the business wholly and with integrity and gets it. And he will say it like that, same with Andy Corden. They know it, chose the right moment, sparked it and went. And Andy will have big moments and he will have low moments, but Andy will be consistent. Yeah. What I lacked probably was consistency. And I learned a lot from that. A lot from that, Adam. And I think that's the beauty of it, isn't it, with wrestling? You've got to, if you're going to do it, you've got to learn what you've got. What, what, what's your angle and why you're in it? Yeah. Why Why am I doing it? Who am I catering for? The key main key points, if you've got them, that's the foundation right there. Agreed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Because I remember um, like during that match, it's hilarious. Because we had uni students coming in who had no idea. So they're just watching something that was there. Amazing. Ivy wins, who, let's be honest, one of the biggest heroes going. No one cheers Ivy, unless she's against Lana Austin, who is one of the greatest heroes at the moment. Um, Ivy wins. Everyone's booing. And this guy, who obviously is a student, he obviously has no idea. He's like, oh, uh, boo. <laughs> and I... Locked him at the other end. I was like, oh, that's just, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. And it's, I love it. It's tiny moments in wrestling. I absolutely. It's, and that's it, what it is, right? Nothing better. Yeah, there's nothing better. There's absolutely nothing better. And it's those little things that wrestlers do. Tiny little, little, little moments, little things that just, is keep, like you, you notice and, it distinguishes, like, I, I mentioned Lana earlier, I mentioned Lana Austin. Dear me, like, that, she makes, like, she makes this, this whole wrestling thing that's so easy. So yeah. easy. It's a breeze, absolute breeze for her. It's, she's effective. And you get so many wrestlers who are so effective in a plethora of different ways. Yeah. So many different ways and so many people that are so unique. And it, you can put one person versus this person, you get a complete two different polar opposite styles, but it works. Yeah. But you can get two people that are the that are the exact same style. But because they're the exact same style, again, it works because they know how to work each other. So it's as long as you've got those foundations there, the people will come. Because yeah, I agree. The fans just want to see a great indie show. Yeah. It could be held outside in the middle of a parking lot. They wow. see a great indie show they watch. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. There's something about wrestling that everyone can touch in a sense. Yeah. Of, uh, 
you can always, I don't know, whether you find it silly and pantomime or you, you buy into what professional wrestling is. It, it's not like anything else. And I think different generations, it's great. You know, yeah. I've seen shows where I've got show. I used to do shows in Eastbourne where these two, two old ladies, you would turn up and they're in there like the late 60s, 70s, and they turn up to every single one. And it's like, oh, is this person on the card? And they turn up just for the wrestling, right? They don't actually care what I'm presenting, really. <laughs> and then you get like a bunch of lads together drinking beer and chanting. And then you've got the kids running around and screaming. And, and then you've got the beautiful moment where, and it, it reminds me of in the, it reminds me of non-league football a bit. In the sense that mm. like you've got your hardcores, like the ones that will go to every show, know the chance and stuff. And then you've got these young kids who are like who are so impressionable. Like I'm talking like eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds up to like teenagers, so impressionable. And look, and they want to be part of that. So they're getting involved, and you can build a real atmosphere and a real community. And I think that's what we want to do with Hamlock is actually build a bit of a community in Kent that understands and buys into what it is, and, and we take it we take it somewhere i think that's the the thing and that's why we're we're not looking to go and do shows in any other county right now it'd be ken only yeah. uh, and and we'll build it slowly and 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 make it about where hamlock started and, and it's home yeah yeah and that's how it should be in my eyes that's how it should be start local then branch from yeah. there that's the do you get so many different fan bases from different generations but i went to the show on saturday and i was talking we went to the after party and i was talking i had a great conversation with someone who that was her first show yeah and the one thing i one thing i always love because i've seen this a number of times is that conversation of oh that was my first time how was it amazing i gotta get another ticket bang there we go that's another fan right there and i i love that warms yeah. my heart and i always loved it love seeing someone who's been to a first show and it's like there you go i'm gonna go again that's me there you go wrestling has captivated one more person and one more person and one more person yeah i agree with that totally agree mate love it absolutely love it so if you want to talk about the card yeah please yeah i'd love to let's talk about the fun stuff because i don't <laughs> want to bring people too much down with my story because it's it's not a bad story it's uh it's, it's it's about understanding like when you're up you're up you're down you're down and 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 picking yourself back up and going again and and this is what hamlock is for me so yeah hamlock wrestling 29th of october tradition lives on Big, big card of action, obviously. Two massive heavyweight matches mm. already announced with um, the you know, the ambassador in Doug Williams, who's a Hammerlock original, someone who would talk to me about those Maystone Leisure Centre days um, and, and talk about the Hammerlock history and the tradition versus a guy that is synonymous with, with British pro wrestling, someone who, through other promotions, has been massive, uh, a massive name in the county of Kent in Shah Samuels. That will be, I think, for £15, that's worth the admission price alone because it's such a big match. Then we've got two guys that started in Hammerlock and and have gone on to do some great things and had long, long careers. Andy Wilde, uh, who 
as we all know, is synonymous with ICW up in Scotland versus Jim Diehard from the you know formerly from the Henchman, one of the most impressive, always learning, growing as a character, growing as a professional wrestler, and it's just absolutely changed so many perceptions of Jim, especially over the last couple of years. A mammoth man, two mammoth heavyweights going at it. Another heavyweight attraction, which I think will be be awesome on the card. Then we've got a bit of history in the junior heavyweight division. You have the guy who everyone will talk about right now is one of the most exciting in the UK, and Callum Newman, the Prince of Pace, versus the first ever NWA UK junior heavyweight champion and a name who is, again, synonymous with Hamlock Wrestling and, and been, a, been around the genesis, the early days, and, and had such an imprint in British pro wrestling in magic. So it'll be a real clash of generations right there and something that I'm excited to see, an absolute first. So, yeah, I'm buzzing for that one. Really excited to have a women's match with Rhea O'Reilly versus Zaya Brookside. Obviously, Zaya's just departed from WWE NXT UK, uh, a, a, a performer that I know all about from her from my previous promotion, and someone who I know will be looking to really kickstart a, a great independent run, um, just like she deserves. And I think Rhea, being a being who Rhea is, is the absolute perfect opponent to create a, a real main event women's field there. We will be adding another women's match to the card that we announced shortly. Mm. Plus, we just announced tag team action, where it'll be the 87, which is Roy Johnson and um, Alexander Roth versus the Rebellion, uh, a tag team in Essex that are absolutely tearing it up down here and will will be will be fantastic on the card and I'm looking forward to seeing that match. I think our admin put up on Twitter it'd be one-on-one, -on -one, but it's not. It's going to be two-on-two, -two, even though the rules are one-on-one, -on -one, um, which um, we pointed out on, on Twitter and to kind of joke off the mistake, let's just say. <laughs> um, but yeah, there'll be there'll be a four-way, maybe a five-way match announced as well in the, mm. in the junior heavyweight division. I can announce that obviously we, we've got RJ Singh on the card. We've also got Amir Jordan on the card as well. And uh, we've got some other names to announce shortly too. So some exciting times. It's something that we're going to be doing a lot more of is reaching out to, to other wrestling schools around the country and inviting the best students from those schools onto the shows. I think Hamlock was very synonymous with giving new talent opportunities and we haven't got a school as it stands. So whilst we haven't, we want to make sure that some of the great schools around the area are and, and around the country, to be fair, uh, and all the way into Scotland as well. We've, we've talked to Andy's school up there. And it's just about making sure talent has, a, has an opportunity to, to perform in front of crowds. So we'll be looking to do that more as Hamlock grows and continues. And um, yeah, no, it's exciting times and tradition will live on. The show presentation and feel will be Will be different to, to what you've seen there will be no screens there will be no no over the top razzmatazz there will be it will feel like you're in a bit of an old school setting uh but that's what we want to create and and that's the feeling and vibe and we hope that the bouts in the ring give you the, the supporters the the value for the money that you pay
Wow. It's a cut. As I said before, stacked. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute stacked. I mean, the one name, or the one, the match at very, very first match that stood out was Doug Williams, Charles Samuels. Doug Williams is, if you don't know the name Doug Williams, where have you been? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, dear Lord. What an absolute... When, when you mention British wrestling, he is British wrestling. In a nutshell, he truly is. So Doug Williams versus Charles Samuels. Two big heavyweight matches. Two big horse fights. Yeah. I go on the radio every... Was every Wednesday, now Tuesday. And the person I go on with... Uh, a man called Jim Bailey, he says to me all the time, there's nothing better in his eyes than just two big heavyweights beating the shit out of each other. Great. I agree. <sighs> and, that, and that's what we're going to present a lot of. Hamlock's, Hamlock's divisions aren't set to just be changed when we go, oh, it's willy-nilly, we want someone to step up to heavyweight. Like, it's got to be right. And And obviously, just like in boxing or any other sport, People do move up weight divisions. It happens. But the heavyweights, we want them to be larger than life. We want people to go, oh, look at the size of that guy. Like, you know, what is he going to do? I want that feeling. I want I want that feeling of when I... I do you remember being a kid or being at any wrestling show as a, as a youngster? And then as they walk out looking, going, wow. You know, wow. That's the that's what we want to get back to. And, and that's what we feel we can do. Yeah. I remember that feeling very well. I remember as a kid, the Undertaker's gong went out and it yeah. went black. I still remember, and I have a very bad memory, <laughs> I still remember that feeling. I was petrified. Hers, what little hers I had at that age, were just on end. <laughs> oh, terrified. But it's just, I love getting that feeling now. Yeah. I, I love getting that feeling now. At 26 years old, I still love getting that feeling where someone comes out Oh, wow. Okay. It's just it's what you want from wrestling. And two big heavyweights. It's like Gunther versus Sheamus. I don't know if you saw it at Clash at the Castle. Mm. Yeah. Two big heavyweights. What I love about horse fights nowadays, modern day horse fights, is how wrestling's changed. Yeah, I agree. So there's more athleticism. It's faster paced. Yeah. But you still got that element of two big guys just decking each other. And it's, yeah. it goes up and up and up. And in its rawest form, it's what people who don't really watch wrestling think wrestling would probably be. It's two heavyweights. Just. Mm. And it, yeah. Like, Doug Williams and Charles Samuels, I, I, it's just sheer fire. Just, I, it's one match. I, fifteen pound admission fee, very much paid to watch, hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's one that could be an absolute technical masterclass in the heavyweight mm. division as well. And I think that Charles Shah, yeah, and and Shah's one of my one of my favourites to watch. But to see Shah and Doug go at it, um, I think it sets the tone that no championships have been announced yet for Hamlock, but I think those two heavyweight bouts set the tone of, of when we bring in the UK heavyweight championship, it, we're not messing around. No. We're not messing around. Nah, 
No, 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 no. That's if you want to bring in fans, you've got to buy it the right way with that one. Thank you, thank you. No problem at all, my friend. No problem at all. But I would, I would be remiss if we didn't press on a little cheeky. You've been a bit cheeky with the announcement for Mia Jordan. You're a bit cheeky there, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but Amir is, I think Amir is one of the most underrated performers um, in the country, personally. And, and and that's weird to say for someone who went to, to work for NXT UK, because you would think, well, he's worked for NXT UK, you know, he, he's, he's, he's highly revered, but I genuinely believe there's so much more to come from him. And I'm so excited to, to see his development over the next next few years. I, re- I really am because not only is he fantastic as a performer, he's such a lovely bloke, mm. um, such a lovely bloke and someone that I'm so glad I took a, a punt on five years ago now um, because when I reached out to, to bring him onto the show, it was, it's like old friends chatting and, and and he knows how much I value him. So I'm I'm very excited to see him and and I'm excited to announce his match because I think people will will, will love the junior heavyweight match that we're going to present with Amir because it's it's not going to be what anyone expects, but it's going to I think it will get the fans from the north thinking, oh actually maybe if we car share, four or five of us can go down and watch this match. Like that's the sort of match we're going to put on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's think think interesting thing with me, Jordan. Is he's huge, like he's junior, but he's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like he's he's got he's got app, especially from the days that I remember. I remember him start like not just starting, but working my shows. He has changed a lot, but he's going to have an exciting time because he actually is so charismatic, mm-hmm. so charismatic. And it used to take him about five minutes to get to the ring before. I'm hoping it doesn't take him so long at Hammerlock, but <laughs> but we'll see, we'll see. But I'm excited to have him back, and um, yeah, it's gonna be fun times. Yeah, yeah, he's a big guy. You can go and do do moves that you that will make the crowd say wow because yeah. you don't expect that sort of move set from someone that big, that stacked. But yeah, he's a very eye catching, very 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 exciting performer. I agree, totally agree. Moving on to Rio Rider versus Zaya Brookside. Zaya Brookside is a, as we know, massive name, massive name, and we can't discount how big this match is going to be. No, without all. a doubt, without a doubt, Rio Riley has been there, done it. She's she's mm. been around for a long time. She actually was on the Hamlock shows ten years ago. Um, she's someone that I hugely respect as a performer, and I'm excited to have her on the shows. Um, Zaya was a former champion for me in IPW. Um, someone I think would have benefited immensely from from the WWE experience. Yeah, and someone with so much upside uh, and potential that that is just beginning for her. And yeah, great. It's great to be able to. It's 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 a weird one with the the NXT UK thing. It's great to be able to work with these people again 
But let's not forget that these guys, unfortunately, lost their lost their jobs, right? Yeah, so yeah. I'm over the moon to be able to work with with Zaya and Shah and 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 um, Amir. But yeah. at the same time, that they're, they're hungry, and, and there's nothing worse than there's I'll say nothing worse. There's nothing that can give you more inspiration that when things don't go your right, as, as I've experienced in the past with me, put proving people wrong. And I think some of those guys and girls, including Zaya, it's time for them to prove that they're better than people think. And I think this is this is an opportunity to do that. 100%. Absolutely 100%. Great. The NST UK thing, it's an, it's an interesting one. Um, I remember it happening. I remember the boom happening and do do we <laughs> poaching a lot of talent. Um and I remember people saying, "Hey, the Indies, the British win, best British Indies is ruined. It's done. They've tipped post yeah. everybody." But I never saw it that way because I believe if the NXT UK boom didn't happen, um, it wouldn't have given the people that have risen to the occasion now such a platform to then, like, because the. People get poached, get signed yeah. when it's to you. I say poached. So I don't want to put it like it sounds like puts no, they got off the job. Negative spin, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, and they got off the job. They got off the yeah. job. They got, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're never yeah. gonna say no. You're never gonna say no. Um, and I always ask people, would you say no? And I don't think many people could say yes. And there's a couple that have. Don't get me wrong. There's a couple that have gone. Actually, it's not the route I want to go down. I'm going to go down this route. And respectable. Okay, yeah, fair play to them. There's some that have missed out because of whatever reasons, it might be down to injuries or, or previous injuries and stuff, and, mm -hmm. and, and they had to go down a different route. Once again, respect to them that they didn't allow that to destroy them and carried on with their career. Um, yeah. And, and it, by the way, living that as a promoter, when that all happened, I was panicked because suddenly, like, okay, what's my main event? Because everyone's gone and... Thankfully, at the time, we 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 rose Kip Sabian up to to be the guy around what we were doing, and and you know I'm glad you know I'm glad Kip got his opportunity. You know Christopher Daniels, I brought Chris Daniels over for a couple of dates. Chris got to see Kip. The rest is history, right? So and I'm glad, and I'm 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 so proud of of him, and so proud of of, of how he's dealt with his injury and come back. So delighted for for the guy, but to see that happened, it was, it was at the time a bit worrying, thinking, oh, no, because you you would hire some of these people and they go, well, my, my match can't be filmed. You go, well, hold, hold, hold on a minute. You're telling me this just as you're about to go out the curtain. This isn't going to, this isn't cut it for me. Um, and and there was there was instances where I had to be a little bit, no, I'm, well, I'm filming this match, if you like it or not, sort of thing, because it's not what I signed up for. But it caused a little bit of confusion. It caused a little bit of... Um, angst and it and it did leave a hole yeah. but what but what it's done is it's it's allowed and i think this is the thing that people got to realize it allowed a lot of people to rise and a new lot of generation came through um for example I look at a northern talent like someone i used a lot chris ridgeway um chris was someone who was synonymous with my shows um really phenomenal talent what phenomenal yeah what he is and um i've got 
I've got nothing bad to say about Chris. We've we've worked together for for many many years. But then you look at some of his proteges, like the young guns, Ethan and Luke Jacobs. Like Luke, there you go. Stan Hansen looking at you in the eyes right there. Luke Jacobs, he's, he's that sort of sort of build and feel, and it's exciting. And then you look at down south. You look at like OGMO, Markuoku, depending on what what promotion what you call him. But look at his rise. Look at um, you know. RKJ, Ricky Knight Jr., from obviously from a, from a great wrestling family, but the boy has gone and put in the hours and the, the time and the effort to go and get bookings to work. Sometimes shitty shows, but he's put it in and in and in to get him to the point where he's now like the Rev Pro champ, right? The talent rose. So it's not as easy for these like NXT UK guys just to go, well, we're back now. We're, you know, taking our spot because that, that that's not how it works a new bunch of talents come through and hopefully it just makes our scene better um we've lost many over the years through covid many not wanting to come back just because mm-hmm. they don't want to come back um speaking out rightly i may add oh yeah destroyed a lot of careers rightly rightfully so yeah you know, because of because of what happened and what they did um but it's, opportunity presents, for me, a, a new opportunity to kind of... Opportunity presents, for me, a, a new time to make things happen and change. And and Hammerlock, an old-school name being reinvented and, and re, reimagined with a lot of the history and heritage. Like, for example, Dean Ayers, who started with with, with, um, with Hammerlock in 93, who has a, had a great career as a, as a wrestling manager in FWA... IPW you know, commentated across the work for every, everyone you can imagine and has a has a real understanding of the business. He's my leveler when it comes to Hamelot because if he's understanding Hamelot, Hamelot, and I go to Dean and what do you think? Because Dean will be honest with me and say, yeah, yeah or no, I think this will work, I think this won't. Same as a young lad called Jake Pugh. Uh, he's an MC, but Jake has this love for the old hammerlock stuff so i'm not sitting here and saying this is what we're going to present and this is it and it's glossy and this is who we are i'm i'm understanding what we want to do and how we do it and i think the new talent some of the old the nxt guys emerging some of that can create some exceptional cards and i think we've i think once we announce the final matches which will be Three more matches to announce. We've announced, I believe, five already. Tag, junior, women's, and two heavyweights. So five matches. We're announcing three more. And I think that card should show everyone what we're trying to do with Hamlet Wrestling. You've hit the nail on the head. Absolutely hit the nail on the head. It's my thought exactly about NXT UK. There's been a rise of fresh, amazing talent but now, bittersweet for the people, for the former NST UK stars, it's massively bittersweet, but they have been provided an opportunity to now mix mix it up with talent that has risen, that have risen up in the time that they've been in NST UK. So now we've got new matchups coming in. Great, totally agree. It's, I, I, I can't complain. I mean, I wish them perfectly well I, it's British wrestling we want the best for everybody absolute best for everybody I mean 
you look at someone like Lizzie, for example, who was Eliza Alexander. I Lizzie Ever was someone who I genuinely believe is one of the most oh, finer talents yeah, in the man. world. Absolutely phenomenal talent. If you want someone to sell tickets, book Lizzie. If you want someone to get the crowd going, no matter where you are, book Lizzie. No matter what, she's a heat magnet wherever she goes and she'll get you know, she'll get a reaction no matter what. Reminds me of how Zach Gibson was. Yes. Which is obvious because the connection, but I think Zach Gibson obviously has gone on to, to do what Zach's done, but you didn't matter where you was in the country. If you had Zach on the card, as soon as he opened his mouth and did the Liverpool's number one thing, oh, everyone would react. And You've then he had people on. taking their shoes off. Shoes off if you hate Gibson. I have never... Yeah. That's a level of heat I don't think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah I remember. And it's just beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I, I remember, I, I remember <laughs> it clearly. But, yeah, I think I, I never got to work with, with, with her and hopefully we get her on a, a future um, Hamlock show. But I think it's... Um, I, I think the beauty right now is the talent. And, and, and... and People talk about there's not enough women's wrestling on a lot of these cards, and I, I agree with that. And and I don't want to be part of the problem, I want to be part of the solution with Hammerlock. Um, and we'll get the balance right. We won't get it right for every show, I have to be honest, but we will try and get the balance right. Our shows won't be going three, four hours long, so it won't be about putting an hour towards women's wrestling. It'd be trying to put as much as we possibly can within trying to fit in heavyweight, tag, junior, and women's, the four divisions. Um, and within those four divisions, there will be a pretty equal split on the next on this show coming. Tradition lives on, and we'll, and we'll look to do that going forward. Except when we have a tournament show or something like that. There will be, you know, there will be exceptions. There's always an exception to every rule, really. But um, yeah, it's. I believe like, each different division, no matter what, provides something different. And you look at some of the women coming through at the moment. Some of them be just coming through, like Katie Hawkins and Kelly Van Ness, to the ones that are mm. that have made that stake and made that claim. Like Alexis Falcon, Lizzie Evo, Jay Adams, Tonga. I was there for Tonga's first match at Future Shock, and looking at her then and looking at her now, seeing how Tonga's risen and seeing what she can do. Not only is she a phenomenal person in real life. Sorry to shatter Kefi for people who, <laughs> but she's she can go. Oh my lord! I she's talk about someone who can command a ring. There you go. Just by being there, just by standing there. So it's, yeah. I think there's been a huge, very organic, very needed root like rush of women's talent and push for women's wrestling so they're not just that match that you throw in they they belong in a car just as much as anybody yeah. else because why, why shouldn't they and there's no there's reason, reason why they shouldn't no and there's no reason there's no reason like i said any of these divisions can have um can main event a hamlock show yeah I whatever, been, agree. whatever people are buying tickets to be invested into will be the the match that rises as the as, as the as the main event so if something, if if a if a scenario builds where a women's match is, what's got the most excitement and heat going into what we're doing? It'll be it will it will top the show. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's perfect logic. 
perfect logic. I mean, you look at fight sports, boxing, UFC, it's pencil pushing, isn't it? Like whatever whatever fight's pushing the most needles, that's the one that gets the main event. Like, yeah, for sure. Ronda Rousey got the main event, Amanda Nunes got the main event because they were massive commodities at that time. Yeah, exactly. You know, Conor McGregor, he was a massive commodity at the time he got the main event. It's just whoever at that time the fans are paying the most attention to, pump the most the money in for that fight, that goes on that because that's the fight that you promote. That's the marquee match. And yeah. in my eyes, pro wrestling is very much the same in that elk it's like whatever match that you believe is the match that is the like built around that show yeah that's the main event i agree totally agree mate um we've got one more match for us to talk about it's the 87 versus the rebellion yeah and something i think it's technically wrestling is so different to any other part, any anything else for wrestling. Technically, wrestling is so different because there's so many different ways in so many different ways you can be creative in a match. Yeah, I agree. And for those of us up north, possibly who don't know about this match, what can you say about the 87 versus the rebellion? I'll tell you, yeah, a little, well, I'll give you as much as I can. Um, <laughs> I think with regards to that, I think both tank, the, the 87 as, um, as, as a collective have, have really been growing, um, especially down in the South. I think um, some of the stuff that, that, you know, Roy Johnson and, and Roth, I think Roth has been, has been the one that's uh, someone that I kind of kept my eye on and watched them grow a little bit and, and and believe them as a tag team will be quite exciting. I think they will add something to the card. I think they're as a tag team, there's no reason why they can't be a, a bit of a staple on what, what Hamlock wrestling are doing. And the rebellion I look at as, well, I used the word underrated earlier. I think they're underrated. I don't think they've been given enough opportunities to to have those big fight feels and i'm not saying that this is a huge main event tag team match it's a it's an exceptional match in the sense that two good tag teams will put on a put on an absolute contest but i think both teams are fighting their way up the card i think both teams are looking to to gain more traction and hopefully we can give them that opportunity within hammerlock um and it's the beginning of the tag team division it's the the first tag team match, uh, we will be putting a lot of emphasis on tag team wrestling. There's tag teams that I want to bring in from all around the UK and Europe. There's mm. tag teams I would even want to bring in from the US. So there's there's a lot of emphasis on that and, and we're going to carry on pushing it. And I think these guys get to try and set the bar. So the 87 and Rebellion can set the bar where Hamlock's tag team division can be. And and then it's about others hanging with it. And if people can hang with it, great. If they can't, they can't. But that match will will, will whet the appetite. Will definitely whet the appetite. For sure, massively for sure. It's one one thing I do love about tag team wrestling is when you hear them go like, "Oh, you here? Are you there?" Because like I love verbally hearing the communication in a tag match. Like Grizzle Grizzle Young Veterans were. Perfect, oh, amazing, for absolutely it, yeah. perfect for it. I love hearing the communication between the two because you hear the revival of FTR now as well. 
uh, was the term currently known as two of the best tag teams going, those two. Yeah, great. And it's one of them where I love hearing the communication because that right there is then communication with you and the, with the wrestlers in the crowd as well. And it makes for such a great tag team. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And I think these guys will bring it. And I think I'm, I'm excited. And that's why we've we've handpicked the tag teams to be part of it because we think they they represent the brand exactly what where we want it to be for sure. Well, it looks like you've you've got an idea of where you want to go, and that's that's a perfect starting place right there. So, I, well, we're conscious. We're very conscious of. You can get into a thing where you just look on Twitter and see who's getting the most likes and book a, a match versus a match to, 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 to get 100 likes. Or we didn't want to do that. We were yeah. like, well, what about this? You know, there's a little group that kind of work for me. And like, well, what about this versus this person? Because they're hot right now. And I'm like, well, it's not about having who's hot right now. It's about having an identity. There's some young talents that haven't been announced yet that aren't hot in the sense that they're undiscovered. People aren't booking them on, on the bigger stages. And that's what we want to be. We want to be the discovery ground. We want people to go, okay, I remember where I first saw this person, like very much with Chris Ridgway, with Fight Nation. Down south, I think we were the first really to book Chris and and put a rocket up him as our British champion because we believed it was we wanted to be the place that, that got to see the next exciting talent. And I think that's really, really important for us is that we are growing this to to do that. So we aren't just looking to put to be ever matches just to, oh my God, that's going to steal the show. It's not what it is. Yeah, there's going to be matches that will steal a show. I hope so anyway. But we're crafting the bouts to, to make sense for the audience. So we want to take you on a journey. When you step into Tradition Lives On, you're walking into Hamlet Wrestling. When you leave, we want you to want to buy a ticket to the next show. That's it. That's our journey. Okay. And it's going to take time to convert the masses. But if we're cute with it and grow it slowly and understand that, hey, look, we're not big, we're not millionaires rich. It's not going to always work. There's things that we're going to fuck up on. We're yeah. going to fuck up. But we're going to do it to our best, our best ability. Um, and that's how we're going to look. If we can't afford things, we won't do things. And I think that's a mistake many make. And I've been guilty of it in the past. Don't do things just to do it for the sake of doing it. We're going to do things the right way, slowly but surely, and make sure that we can justify what we're doing and not have to take a six-month hiatus or stop for a year or do this because we can't afford to make the next step. We're going to do it nice and slow and be right for the audience. My friend always says to me, word of mouth is the most important thing. Yeah. And that's, you can't argue with that. Like build your, your very, very first startup, build that fan base. Sooner or later, word of mouth, it'll grow and it'll grow and it'll grow. Well, Adam, I'm hoping it's it's not Billy Wood they're talking about. It's, it's Hamlet Wrestling. And yeah. because it's not me. Like, yeah, I'm the one running it. And I saw a tweet, oh, Billy Graps is doing another promotion. Someone tweeted, right? And it's like, okay, look, you can be negative on it if you want to. But there's many people that try and do things and get things right along the way, but not everything's right in that incarnation that it takes to get to the incarnation where it is right to make it successful. You know, Simon Cowell was bankrupt and he was 30. 
Okay, but then Simon Cowell went and created the X Factor to become a multi-millionaire owner of Psycho and is now long gone, right? Yeah. Many, many people have to find their way and grow something and make mistakes in growing something to get to that final journey. And I genuinely hope and will give what I need to give to the Hammerlock history. And also, it's not just mine. It's, it's Andre Baker. This is Andre Baker's, right? This is not mine. This is me bringing back a brand. So... I want to be respectful to that brand and not relax and allow other people to just do things because, ah, oh, well, you know what? I'm not actually that bothered if it works or not. If it don't work, oh, I've lost a bit of money, but oh, well, no, that's not what's happening here. This is me going, I cannot allow this brand to not work. Mm -hmm. And I need to do it this way. This isn't me going, well, what I'll do is I'll jump in with you guys. You book the show for me. Tell me your book here. I'll finance it, do a bit of promotion, get some of that. No, I've done that in the past. It's not worked. The best time it's worked for me is when I've gone, no, I am boom, 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 invested. Bang, bang, bang. This is me. It's got to look like this. It's got to feel like this. It's got to feel like that. And that's why I genuinely believe it's going to work this time around. There you go. There you go. That I, well, this is one more question. Sure. What's the social medias for Hammerlock Wrestling? Where can we find you? Oh, caught me on a hop there, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Hammerlock. Um, so on Twitter, it's Hammerlock UK. Uh, on Instagram, I believe it's Hammerlock UK as well. Yeah. And on Facebook, it's Hammerlock UK. And our new website will be launching this month as well. We're going to do a lot of throwbacks to the old school stuff, um, marry the history with, the, with today. Um, because you know tradition history tr history tradition respect and the future that's our four things and that's what we're going to do so whilst i'm not claiming any 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 i don't want any praise for what hamlock did in the past but i will shine a, shine a light on it because andre did it i will shine a light on the fact that fergal devitt slash finbalil is a former hamlock trainee i'll share the light on sack saber jr i'll share the light on Becky Lynch because all the different schools that are in Ireland and up north and stuff I will do that not because it's me taking a praise for it because I didn't do it but it shows you what we're trying to respect and trying to do with Hamlock going forward and that's what you'll see from Hamlock you'll get loads of throwbacks to the past you'll see faces that you remember and then you'll see faces that you're going to get to know at our shows and that's why I believe you should follow us but do you know what more than ever buy a ticket for our show take a punt on us come and see us Come and see it. Make the journey. See the show. Tell me how shit it is. If it's shit, tell me how great it is. It's great, you know. And that's and that's the only way is come and see because when we put on a show, we do put on a show. And Hammock will be a show. There you go. Buy a ticket. If you like it, great. If you don't, okay. If you don't, you've lost £15 and since Charles Samuels versus Doug Williams. Oh, well, you know. There you go. There you go. Buy a ticket. £15. Billy Wood, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you thank on. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. No, no problem at all.